0: probably one of the most famous exchanges in all the Gospels. Lord, increase our faith. If you had faith the size of a little seed, you could move mountains, uproot plants, all of that. And then that's it. We're not told the rest of the dialogue. But I sometimes wonder if the apostles didn't feel like saying, Jesus, we asked you to increase our faith, not rub our faces in the fact that we have so little of it. Because he doesn't respond. Increase our faith. It's an honest request. Increase our faith. How does it happen? How do you get there? Well, they're with Jesus. They don't fully know who he is. They don't know necessarily how the rest of the story is going to unfold. But Paul does. Paul gets it. And so if you sit there wondering or wrestling with the fact, how do I get more faith? Because I can imagine lots of people looking at this gospel and saying, look, this proves that all of this is kind of pointless. If I can do such amazing things with faith, clearly I'm not doing them. So what's the point? We talk about nuns today, right? N-O-N, why are people walking away from the church? I think a big reason, not the only reason, but a big reason is people just saying, what difference does it make? I can read that gospel, I can pray for faith, and I can't move mountains. So where is it all going? Well, Paul knows something that those disciples didn't know. And he says it, and he says it very strongly. He says, fan into flame the gifts that you've been given. And if you read on a little bit further in that letter to Timothy, he says, set as your norm the words that I gave you. Set as your norm the words that I gave you. And the words that he gave him were the words that he got from Jesus. We know those words, right? Live with radical generosity. Turn the other cheek. Give your second cloak away. Forgive like you've never forgiven before. Lay down your life for your friends. We know all that language. And Paul is saying, let those words be your norm. If I had to translate that into a way that maybe is a little bit simpler to hold on to, I'd say, fake it till you make it. That's an expression, right? It's an expression in our pop culture. Fake it till you make it. And it doesn't have to mean be cynical. It doesn't have to mean lie. Anyone who's ever played sports gets it. And I see a number of kids here. they still got their jerseys on. I see a few Packers jerseys, but forgiveness is always given. (laughs) That idea, any athlete knows it, and any good coach knows it. Right? I'm going to teach you these ways. You don't know them yet. Maybe you hope that they're true. But a lot of times, the right thing to do in a sport goes against common sense. No, I, I don't want to do that. I, I think I ought to do this. And a good coach says, no, just do what I'm telling you to do. I know it feels like it's going against everything your body tells you, but just do it. And until that kid or that adult actually does it as if it were true, and then discovers that maybe the coach knew what he was talking about, he's never really going to have the experience. Think of how that translates in a lot of different areas in our life, whatever profession you exercise. I'm sure there were times in your training where you thought, this person doesn't know what the heck they're talking about. But maybe because they held some authority over you, you just did it. And then we begin to see, well, I'm going to act as if this were true. And I mean it when I say I truly believe to the core of my being that that is what is at the heart of the Christian spiritual journey. There is nothing terribly common sense about a lot of the stuff that we learn. We're fortunate to be joined tonight by a number of people who are preparing for confirmation in the spring. You guys have every right to listen to some of the things that are being said to you and to scratch your heads and say, Really? Is that what's going to happen? Is that the fruit of confirmation? Because Paul points right to that fact. He talks about the Spirit. He says, the hands were laid down and the Spirit came upon you and therefore you should fan into flame the fruits of living the way that I'm telling you. The Holy Spirit matters. It's not just a nice custom. We don't ask people to get confirmed simply because that's a custom we've been doing for so long. Everyone in this room who was ever baptized, we've got what Paul is talking about. You'll never get a booster shot for your baptism, right? Whatever you got as a baby is there for the rest of your life. Just like any would-be athlete could listen to all sorts of wisdom from the greatest coach in the world, but until she or he actually acted as if that were true, might as well never have been told. So just real simple, pragmatic stuff, maybe this week as a little spiritual exercise. Where in your life Does it seem like it's just too much? Where do you feel that nudge saying, you know, I really ought to do this. I've heard these words and maybe it sounds too good to be true. Maybe there is someone in your life who needs forgiveness and maybe it just feels like, come on, there's no point. Or I don't know if I have it in me. I feel too resentful. Fake it till you make it. What would it mean to act as if forgiveness were possible? And you don't have to scale a mountain overnight. Maybe it's just a baby step. Maybe it's just smiling at the person. Maybe it's reaching out. Maybe you're in the grip of anger over some slight that was done to you. Or maybe you're disappointed in yourself because of some mistake that you made. What would it mean to say, if I had the faith to feel totally differently tomorrow, I wish I could use it? Well, act as if you did. What would that look like? And I know that it's hard. And more often than not, fear is the thing that holds us back. What if I make a fool of myself? What if I just exercise more effort and it goes nowhere? Right, like the athlete who says, why bother to get up and try one more time? And so Paul gets it and he zeroes in on it. I understand if you didn't read it in advance, maybe not all this Paul stuff is sticking, but go back, pull it up on your phone. You can read it again. Because he says, I know you have fear. I know you have fear. Paul himself had it. But he says, you were not given a gift of cowardice. You were given a gift of power and love and self-control. That's what enables you, by the fruit of the Spirit, to live as if everything you and I have heard since we were in second grade religion class, to live as if it were true. The fruits of the Spirit are real, but you never know it until you try to act as if they really were what we say they are. So wherever it is you feel a nudge maybe this week, wherever it is maybe you feel lacking in the face of fear or cowardice, you know there's something you ought to do, but it just doesn't seem like it's worth the effort. Just try it. Take a baby step in that direction. But when you do, draw on the grace of your baptism. And what I mean by that is just think about it. Think about the fact that you have something which is more than your own human effort. And for you guys who are preparing for confirmation, encourage each other in that way. You know each other's gifts and talents. Encourage each other. Hey, you've got this ability. Let me help you recognize how God sees it in you. That's how this thing works. That's what Paul was doing for his people. If you had faith the size of a mustard seed, you could uproot trees, you could move mountains. I just want to do one little thing, Lord. And I can imagine him looking at us saying, okay, just try it.